I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Welcome to the wine situation. We pair wines with wines. Wines with wines, even though we are millennials. Even we though just, we're millennials, we we like whatever irreverently pair wines with wines. Like, but we care, but we don't care about it. Yeah. Do you have any of those like canned sledgehammer things? Because that's all I drink is the canned rosé. Oh, I thought you were talking about pogs. Pogs. <laughs> I don't <laughs> wait. Remember I think... the slammers and the pogs and the slammers. I feel like this is just disqualified you from being a millennial. <laughs> this, this confession. Well, even though we are millennials, we know, we know a lot about wine. A lot about wine, a fair amount about wine. Ellen knows because of her dark goth lord who taught her everything right. she knows. <laughs> Trent Reznor taught me all I know about wine. <laughs> uh, no, I took the W sets. I have the advanced W set degree. Yeah. And Sean knows because he he worked with Gregory Condes and Condes. he helped open Bar Covell. I did. And he's the wine whisperer who just looks into your eyes and knows what you want. Mm-hmm. I just look. What you want in wine. I whisper. I look. <laughs> And then I produce in that order. Yes. <laughs> Do not mess up the order. Whisper? Or it'll be like Freaky Friday. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and you turn into wine? I turn into wine, yeah. Your wine turns into water, and that's disappointing. Yeah, it's like backwards, <laughs> Jesus. It's like... Because it was water into wine. Right. Well, this is episode... Nine. Nine. You guys, we were almost in double digits. It's crazy. Crazy. We have an amazing guest here, uh, Julia Pels. She is a stand-up comedian, a storyteller and LGBTQ activist. Yay! Yay, you got it. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for being here. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We we can, I mean, we can go ahead and get, I was excited when you told me what you want to whine about, because I think we can all whine about this. Sean, do you want to be cracking open what we're going to drink while she tells us what her wine with an H is? I will get to cracking. Wait, whisper, (laughs) then crack. I will whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Julia, what would you like to whine about today? I'm whining about women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Women. Women. Yeah, I know. Maybe not the most comfortable cultural climate to be whining about women, if we're going to be honest. Well, <laughs> you are a woman. I am a woman. I'm also a lesbian. Okay. Therefore, you so, so you know a lot about women yeah. and being a woman. Yeah. And you dating know women. all yeah. the angles yeah. of it. Yeah. It's different. And I think that... People have a hard time understanding when you come at it from a different perspective because heterosexual women don't have to date other women. They don't know how they are um, in that way. It's I feel like looked more as uh, just we're all together and you know everything like we're all best friends and there's so many. I don't have that feeling. (laughs) Glad to hear that. No, I mean there are women who who are like that and there are women who aren't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it might be who I'm talking to. It's very competitive, especially in comedy. It can be very not good to be around other women. Yeah. I mean, just in general, I find, personally, I find it more difficult to be around women in general, which is a very different outlook. Um, I actually feel more comfortable in the presence of men. Um, Some of that, I think, has to do with my upbringing. Did you grow up with a brother? Because I have a lot of male friends, and Mm -hmm. I grew up with a brother. I grew up with a brother, and I also grew up very close to my father. Um, I grew up with both parents in the same home. But my father and I were very close and most of my influences and kind of deeper rooted beliefs and ideals came from my father. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of energy and the kind of male humans that I attract Uh are a reflection of that. They're generally very kind, very uh, in touch with their emotions, Uh spiritual. And so it's a different perspective, I think. What kind of women do you attract? (laughs) Because, um, yeah, I mean, like, 
<laughs> you're attracted to something that you are having a hard time relating right. to. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I actually currently have a girlfriend who's very, very, very kind. <laughs> and it's weird because she's nothing like any other woman that I've dated. And it uh-huh. was it was even challenging to go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go on and whine about women. I have this amazing <laughs> girlfriend now. Yeah. So um, so excluding her, the kind of women that I date are generally very needy. And when I say needy, I don't want that because I can be needy. We can all be needy. Yeah, right. We have course. a bad day. We're hungry. We're tired. We, we have, need. We need. Yeah. We just need yeah. stuff. I feel like women who just kind of don't have a good sense of self. Mm-hmm. And so there's a need to kind of attach onto uh, me or the relationship in a codependent, uh, an unhealthy, you know, we're not separate. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're yeah. starting to enmesh. And it just, it, it creates anxiety. I and, feel like a lot of my girlfriends, when they talk to me about their relationship problems, well, I tend to be pretty standoffish. I, I have a boyfriend right now and I we see each other like once a week, which is like more or less like okay for I me. like that though. But I am very much like I believe in people need to have like their own. Mm-hmm. But I hear a lot of girlfriends who immediately like are ready to move in with their boyfriends. And, yeah. and oh, interesting. Or yeah. girlfriends and I'm like, that I'm... Oh, that you're, that you're hearing I, it from straight women that they oh. want to move in soon too because usually that's just a lesbian stereotype. No. That it's the U-Haul lesbian. Uh-huh. Third date's the U-Haul with the cats. Right. right. But I'm wondering, this is interesting to me that straight women are like, oh, they're ready. Yeah. I would believe it. Or yeah. they, they just attach or they spend like Quickly. all their, I, I, I don't know, I've, I always worry I'm so abnormal because I have friends, they get in relationships and immediately they're with their guy every day and I'm like pretty good with like, see, just sometimes I'm like more than once a week is, is nice occasionally, yeah. but also like we're busy. I think it's good to have like a healthy sense of self and your own sort yeah. of activities, your own sort of friends, like that sort of thing. Because if you become too codependent too quickly, you can kind of crash and burn, I feel like. Yeah, you yeah. get sick of each other. Yeah, you can get sick of each other. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of them have bad boundaries, too. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt Well, let's loosen ours yeah. by cheersing with some cheers. wine. Cheersing with some wine. Here's, yeah. to, uh, here's to, to good women. Yeah, good women. Yeah. To good women. Here's to little women. Little women. Yeah. My favorite Here's to story. me and Julia and, and your girlfriend and no other. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we'll throw some others in there later. Yeah. Once you had a couple. Mm. Mm. So mm, this I love is, that one. This is very good. I'm glad you like it. We're so Julia also and this will be a good show in terms of our technical wine talk to talk about how when you're pairing wine for people, the most important rule is give them what they like. Yep. So you wanted to my thought was we need to find you a manly wine. And then you said you pretty much only like sparkling wine. <laughs> so both Sean and I thought the most manly of the manly sparkling wines is a nice Lambrusco. Yeah. It's um, good. It's Italian. It is from the Lambrusco Gape. It's mm-hmm. from the Emilia-Romagna region. And these days, Lambruscos are very, they're a little tannic. can't see it. We'll put pictures on the, the Instagram, but it's a deep color. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bold and, and he- heavy for a sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It just no. felt like very... Uh, Stereotypically, like kind, Wait, of a, kind of a macho, macho bubbly. Who said manly? Who said macho? Me. <laughs> because as I a... said stereotypically. <laughs> oh, good. She, yeah, she did. I said stereotypically. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. I just, I, I was going with the this cultural stereotype of, of manly because yeah. so like a really yeah like really harsh full body. Okay, men have a different intense. center of gravity from yeah. from women, so they tend to be heavier. Mm-hmm. And and stronger. Usually bigger muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Usually bigger tannins. Guys have way <laughs> guys have, bigger really tannins. Tannins. Guys have way bigger tannins. <laughs> Let me just tell you. It's not how many tannins you have; it's what you do with 
Sorry. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, so this is a uh, a Lambrusco, and Lam- Lambrusco is, you know, a slightly effervescent, sometimes more effervescent wine from northern Italy. Emilia-Romagna is the okay. main re- region it comes um, from. If you picture, I wish we had some cheese with us, although no one wants to hear us chew on this podcast. Yeah. Italian wines tend to pair very well with the foods of the region. Um, so just imagine eating this with some uh, Parmigiano Reggiano that's mm. from that same region. It would go well. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Parmigiano. No, I'm hungry. No, I want the cheese. <laughs> oh. But this is the craziest thing I found out when I was looking into Lambrusco for the episode, is that it was the number one exported wine and imported wine into the U.S. throughout the 70s and 80s. 80s. That's so interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love 70s music, so that's interesting. Oh, I'm so really, I feel like I was kind of... <laughs> I just winked, just in case. Yeah. What we were laughing about. Yeah. Little, I was winking at Ellen. The, the tongue click was uh, me uh, <laughs> giving a soundtrack to my eyes. You guys want me to leave? I could leave. I don't. I need to step oh, out, no. you know? Mm. No, I like <laughs> men, remember? <laughs> Like don't women. go, don't go. I like women just for friends, you know? Friends, I have a lot yeah. of friends. That's good. As That's a gay man, I, you know. Right. To have a lot of female friends. That's good, though. I have a mother. Right. I have a very complicated relationship with my mother. Oh, yeah. Really? They always as, are. As gay men <laughs> they always are. <laughs> mothers. Oh. No, mothers. My mom probably will. Hi, mom. I love you. I don't Hi, let mom. my mom listen to any of my podcasts. You don't. Because I'm, I'm too honest. Oh, I'm too honest. I'm too honest on a lot of them. It just depends on what's asked. But if it's asked, I'm honest. And so she she would lose her mind. I, I mean, get she's it, not yeah. going to oh. hear that. She, how do you keep her? Because my mom, like, because I've been Stalks working. You. <laughs> what? Stalks you. Like, my mom will stalk my Facebook. I'm like, what are you doing well, right. on my fa- social media? <laughs> how do you keep her off your podcast? So you just don't tell people? I just don't tell her. Uh, I mean, she's not smart enough to be like, like oh, looking. See, my Julie mom's on the social media all day. Yeah. She, knows day. It. she knows She it. reposted yesterday. So the theme <laughs> the theme music to our podcast done by uh, Dr. America, the sketch team, and they released the music oh, video for our theme music yesterday. And I posted on Facebook and my mom's reposting it and her friends are look, watching it. I'm like, my mom probably just got you guys like 20 views. Yeah. Yeah. This is hilarious. Yeah, so our, so our... I can't keep my mom away. So, but my parents know me. That's good. Yeah. Hey, that's good. That's a good thing. She's she's weird. Like when I. <laughs> So your mom is one of the women you want to complain about. When my girlfriend hears this, well, when I posted my status when we were Facebook official this past week or whatever, I think my mom wrote something like, are you sure? Oh, no. Because <laughs> she's just that boundary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she like basically being uh, like, are you sure you want to commit to something? But like, yeah. don't write that on the commitment status. Right, yeah. right, and that's like right, coming right, to my right. wedding and saying, let me give a toast. Are you sure you want to marry this girl? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Just like no awareness. And bringing it back to your wine, you know, she's a woman. She is a woman. Well, it's very fortunate. Would your dad do that? No, no. Yeah. Your dad's no. like probably laid back. He's like, yeah. I love you. Super laid back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think, and I think, uh, I think it's Freudian. I mean, I did a lot of digging with a therapist uh, for a lot of reasons because I'm an artist and I think it's imperative, especially yeah. as a performer. Comedians, as we all well know, have emotional yeah. <laughs> issues. And if we don't check in, you know, I think think it can be problematic and the things that I was finding that were coming up be it a woman or whatever was bothering me I was asking you know my therapist about and it is it is kind of Freudian I mean it all a lot of 
uh, things that we attract go back to our first love objects, which, you know, for little lesbians, it's their mom. For little straight girls, it's their dad, you know? And then if that one isn't, then maybe the other one is. And so there's a lot of, I think, like childhood things that shape us that then later we attract. And if we're not completely consciously aware of what we're attracting, then we're just like, well, why are we attracting all these terrible, you know, these things? And sometimes it's not our fault, sure. But other times we're unconsciously attracting things. Well, there's that saying where like either you're dating your mother or you're dating your father. Exactly. You know, and you can look at traits and people that you're dating go like, oh, that's my mom. Mm -hmm. That's my dad. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like that works for who I'm dating right now. That's That's a good thing. That's That's a good thing. thing. That's a great thing. Although I'm like, oh, there's things about him that remind me of my just no I have God like of my like personality wise remind me maybe a little more of my brother <laughs> which is, just sounds just as bad as you dating your mother your yeah. father. I don't know it makes they sense, both though. listen to dubstep and I hate dubstep so you know there you go <laughs> just like my brother <laughs> I don't understand it dubstep uh, makes me laugh oh dubstep but oh, like dubstep. when we attract people I think that we're romantically like wanting an attachment to we attract people that um, we're either used to or what we're looking for mm. so even yeah. though you're like oh it's creepy my brother but if you have a close relationship with your brother right. you know and you have like things in common you're gonna attract people that oh. you're cl- just like you know if you have close I friends attract just a lot of yeah. other Virgos I think. there you go see there's there always go. a something always a something so yeah this I believe was in like... joint birthday parties what oh go ahead joint birthday parties <laughs> no I just said that's why that's my sole reason oh. um, but no I was I was shocked by the fact that this was the number one imported wine in the 70s and 80s like all through like boogie nights but it was sweet though like Miami Vice it was sweet then it it, it was not stereotypically manly it was more stereotypically like uh, Desperate Housewives-y like sweet bubbly and it was a little pinker usually these days people are making it this strong version used to be like kind of like the white zen of bubbly from Italy. You guys ever have cold duck? You know, the Lambrusco cold duck? No. It's like a, it's like a really sweet, oh, that sparkling me. red wine. No. Oh, 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 yeah. It sounds just as bad as raw duck. Oh, yeah. I've <laughs> had sparkling Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> just raw duck. Uh, do people eat raw duck? Duck sashimi? No. Duck is so gamey. I don't think I've ever eaten. Uh, I think I took a bite or something. Was here. All those meats that are gamey. I'm just yeah. like, this tastes like an, a, an animal. I can barely. I'm kind of a, a vegetarian that's not a vegetarian like I only really like to look and eat at things that are not meat unless it's like well the chicken doesn't look like meat it's Mm. cooked up but if I had to cook it, I wouldn't eat it. So you like uh, octopus? No, you're not into it because it looks too much like the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. I looks get that. too much. No, no uh, oysters or mussels. Uh, see, I mean, like, I guess never I... never tried those. I kind of equate Mm-mm. oysters a little bit to wine. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're similar mm-hmm. in, like, how you taste them. Like, where they come from, like, right. the creaminess, the salinity, the... A good oyster should taste like the ocean. Mm-hmm. And should represent where it's from. It should be drinking Much like with wine. muscadet, I've been told. Oh, yeah. Muscadet. Muscadet. Melon de Borgogne. Oui, oui. In the, in the Loire. Loire. Yeah. <laughs> I also love it like with the pagato. A vermentino and pagato is a really good pairing mm-hmm. for oysters. Oh, the my gosh. Things I don't know. The now things you're... you don't know. I just was thinking about pairings. And uh, one of my favorite pairings, uh, I was just talking about this last night, is a Chardonnay from Santa Lucia Highlands. Really? And lobster. So, oh, buttery. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Chardonnay and lobster. I know it's kind of like, it's as basic as duck and Pinot Noir, but it's, it's like that for a reason. It's so good. So good. I'm using my imagination. Lobster is always like, I haven't eaten meat since I was 13. Well, I was almost, I was 
well, technically, I was almost 13 when I became in, and I was in the Midwest, so definitely not eating fancy seafood. And so there's the weirdest thing I ever ate before I stopped eating meat was uh, in Texas. My grandparents had some neighbors who would uh, hunt deer, so I tried venison once, and it was gamey. Yeah. yeah it, I took meat. one bite and was like, meh. <laughs> uh, what were you like? Meh. Precisely. That's what I said at age seven. I was like, meh. meh. Put that aside. Meh. I shaved off another slice of Parmigiano-Reggiano and said, I can't wait to declare I'm not eating meat anymore. Just all your cheese from the Midwest, your St. Louis cheese? You you know, St. Louis cheese would be Provel that people put on Emo's pizza, which I don't uh, believe in. Do you guys have Cracker Barrels up there? Uh, cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel? Uh, right out. I mean, I grew up in, in, in the city part of St. Louis where there wasn't a lot. Of, we had Steak and Shake. Okay. But Crackle Barrel. Crackle, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Crackle, Crackleberry. <laughs> Crackleberry, that sounds like a cereal. Is that a cereal? Crackle, cra- uh, Captain Cracker Crunch. Cracker Barrel <laughs> exists in, in the region, yes. Okay. I think I've been to one like one time on a road trip. Where are you from, Julia? Chicago. Oh, yes! yes. That's a Cracker Barrel right there. Yes, it is. I lived there briefly. Yes. But on the I south side, it. there weren't any Cracker Barrels. No. Where, where in I Chicago? grew up in the suburbs. Okay, where about? But just, but just south, like 30 minutes south, directly south, okay. in Flossmore. Oh, yeah. So it was nice because we would get on the train and go to the art museum. Oh, like yeah. Everything was so accessible because the metro, and then it's once great. you get in the city, you get on the L, and you can go everywhere and anywhere. And I miss it. I miss the food. I miss the Chicago, architecture. No. I would consider still if if you could do as much as we do here there yeah, yeah. and as an actor like I I mean ugh, I hate the I winter but my brother the lives there so I'm lucky I get to go visit and I guess you get to go see your family but mm-hmm. I love that city I love it it's so interesting the architecture is the best in the country is I think. it not is it not yeah. it is so different like I really yeah. miss walking around downtown Riverwalk oh so good just looking it's yeah. just unless you've gone you don't know so go to Chicago go there's to Chicago. a new uh, there's a new different. wine bar on, on the oh. Riverwalk that just opened so the wine bar Julia, let's I'll go. Tell you, I'll tell wow. you about the one. Okay, so I haven't been in a little while. So. Not a huge drinker now, but in the past, when I lived in Chicago, this is wild. This is probably ten years ago. When I lived in Chicago, mm-hmm. without totally giving away my age, we would go to these wine bars and just just drink bottles. Yeah. I mean, I rem- mm-hmm. I mean, just bottles in my twenties. You know, I was yeah. probably like mid twenties or something. But like. And I loved it. I mean, we'd go in and the server would come and he'd kneel next to our like low table with yeah. the candles and the fire and like oh. pair the bottles with the food and then be like, all right, mm. what next? And I was thinking about that tonight. I was like, Ellen would love that. Wow. My brother lives right great. in West Loop and there's just oh, yeah. like he's near Aviary and like oh. next and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I want to plan a trip, but I would have to make like reservations way in advance. I want to plan a Chicago eating trip just to go wander around because it's pretty great. Yeah, I lived there like around like 2000 with my brother for like three months. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't realize. Yeah, and actually that's when like I fell in love with running, just because I like we lived in Rogers Park and I worked in Evanston, so I'd like you know run up and down along the lake there, and I really got into it. Mm -hmm. Great Great city though, so much fun. But it's a drinking city too. We'd go out and drink until like five in the the morning. Oh yeah, because the bars open. Yeah, they're all open till four. Yeah, not nobody's closing anytime soon there. Oh no, we found the one five o'clock bar. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can here's other thing. You well, can get in LA. Food. There's Koreatown yeah. if you want to go oh, someplace that's true. that's open yeah, that's forever true. and has food for. But I like the f- the thing that bugs me about LA is like after midnight, it's like forget it. You're lucky if you can get Domino's after midnight. It's true. Yeah, it's there's like where's no the food. good? There's no like good legitimate food after yeah. twelve o'clock. Taco in LA, truck is really only only what you get, which is just not enough for me. Really? Yeah. It's like I need just to be. You can go into to any place in Chicago, just walk into a freaking place, and be like, you need a cheeseburger. It's yeah. like two a.m. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that I miss. I miss 
miss the drunken being able mm. to just walk in someplace and just get getting food. a cheeseburger. I mean, on the weekends, there's 2 a.m. potatoes at Covell, but that's oh, that's yummy. You guys, no, you a diner no, midnight, midnight. Really, is that your cutoff? Yeah, we call oh, it midnight, yeah. Diners. What about the 24? There's the lovely diner in Los Feliz. Oh, uh, Fred 62. Yeah, I've only been there once. Yeah. It was mid afternoon. Yeah. My favorite. I like to go back to my kitchen and piddle around. I like to cook, so late at night oh. we'll get home and everyone else goes to bed, and I'm like, I'm going to go rampage in my kitchen. We'll Make just have a, you come over and a doughy anything. treat. A doughy treat. So I have a question about men and women and things like that and feminism. Mm. Do you think men can be feminists? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred and twenty million percent. A man could be like, I'm a feminist, and Absolutely. that's totally cool. absolutely. Yeah. I know 100%. men that I feel like are more of a feminist than I consider myself. Right. Absolutely. So, so. Like, could I pull off a futurist female t-shirt? Absolutely. Okay. Sure. I need one. Absolutely. We'll get you one. Send me one. So glad you're asking. I'll paint you one. Such a good, such good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree it with me. It is, okay. because it's it's interesting, because it's some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to talk about women in relationship to men. You know, they like they should be discussed as their own sort of group, but I feel a lot of times when you discuss women and, like, the problems that they face, you have to look right back at men and the yeah. society and the patriarchy well, of what's, you know, causing a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ellen? I feel like you were... No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking about how, like... I'm considering gender is like a thing that we still like we're getting a little bit better at not clinging so tightly to it because I, I don't know I, I feel and there's many parts of my personality and like I have a lot of guy friends and I've always and I used to joke when I especially when I was doing improv all the time I'm like I'm 65% white male wearing plaid um, is my <laughs> personality like and so I, I don't in terms of saying like male female I, I don't know I'm just thinking about gender as a more like people are starting to accept that it's a more fluid so you're talking thing. more about like Jewid, Jewid. Jewid. I'm talking about druids. You guys are cut off. That's it. They've had one glass. They're done. Yeah. Shut up. This is my podcast. <laughs> you are speaking a word. This is not real. So I Sean has boundaries. I love it. Do I? <laughs> the the walls are coming down. <laughs> the walls are coming down. Oh. That's good. Well, I have a wine. I have a mm-hmm. wine. I have a wine about... Um, wine it. There, there's a lot of d- different, I think, names for it. And I was actually talking to my girlfriend about my verbiage use this evening. But I, I guess I would call it new wave feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I want to hear about this. Because <laughs> it's it's really hard. I think that, unfortunately, there's this divide that this new wave feminism is uh, implementing themselves. And... As difficult as that is to say, well, there's a segregation of sorts, meaning this is the way we're going. These are the things we believe. If you don't get in line with us and follow what we say, you're not a feminist. I see. And we say, sorry to not be um, articulate. It's hard. It's hard to articulate. But uh, if you don't do what we say, you're not a feminist. And I feel like that's been that's gone on a pretty long long time. time. You feel like it's been going on longer than you you can't believe this, or you can't dress this way, or you can't enjoy this music, or this. If, or, if, or if you do, it means you're not a feminist. And I feel like both, right. and especially from like, well, like with Sean asking, can I be a feminist? Exactly. I feel like men, especially these days, it's like scared to speak. Right. Sometimes. Right. Exactly. It's so, it's, she's so enlightened. I don't even have to describe it. Yeah. No, I just feel like um, even well, exactly I, you I'm asking. I'm a woman in the culture with, with you, so. <laughs> Thank God there's yeah. one that understands. No, uh, there are others that understand. No, but um, even you asking, like, is it okay? I know a lot of men who are afraid right now. Right. They're like, I don't even know 
how to exist. Yeah. And and I'm a humanist, first and foremost. Like, let it be known, you know, I am, of course, a feminist. I am a woman. I am a lesbian. I love myself. I love fellow women. All of that. And there's another side, mm-hmm. which is there are men who are existing who are not bad. Yeah. And I feel like instead of taking, you know, Trump or whoever's the, the issue is and saying, OK, we're just going to target this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just exploded into every man is an idiot. Uh, every man is a rape. Every yeah. everything is mansplaining. Everything I, is mansplaining. And I don't even understand I mean, that term. Oh, really. I do. <laughs> I mean, I see it. And is it I, it's when it's someone, some people like overuse it. But what is the definition? It's when a man tries to explain it's, something that you should know or that you do know. No, but they it's think when you, you say something and they say the exact same thing as though they're explaining it to you for the first time. Oh, OK. At least I think of it like that. I didn't know the definition, really. I, I don't know. That's my definition. Yeah. Maybe it's the wrong definition. No, that's what I right. think of it because it happens so it's men, a lot. It's or guys need to rephrase men. things and think they said it for the first time to you. Interesting. Yeah. I think they mansplain to each other, too. Sure. It's just like a... And then not giving you credit. Yeah, that, too. And then that too. taking ownership as if it was their own idea. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah. yeah. That's and what there's I think a lot of, of problems with men. Like, I'll be the first to say, like, yeah. yeah. We got problems with men, sure. But what I think has started to wear on me as a human is just this outburst and Everything is a problem. Everything Everything. is a problem and everything is dramatic. And if a guy even, I've seen positive comments like on social media. And then people chime and and be like, oh, of course, another man just trying to give his point. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. They were trying to He's trying to support you. They were trying to be helpful. And it's. To me, feminism is not we're going to knock the the men down so so we can be equal. No, equal is supposed to be equal. Yeah. And I feel like these things are are not they're being convoluted yeah. at this point. I don't care about the presidency when we walk around as human beings. How do we want to be treating other human beings? That's just yeah. a basic question totally. that I'm wondering totally. at this point with the new wave feminism that I'm having trouble. Well, uh, there's also like a hypersensitivity with. too yeah. with, you know, these millennials, not us. <laughs> Because we are the cool millennials. I'm too old. Because <laughs> we're the, the OG millennials. We're the OG millennials. By 19 days. No. Um, that is so hypersensitive. Like you can't perform anything because you're going to offend someone or there's just so much care being taken around expressing yourself. And we all work in the arts. We're all comedian-ish people, comedy stuff. There needs to be a way to express yourself truly, but also being culturally sensitive to issues. But what I don't like about this new wave is that it shuts down any sense of people expressing themselves that might be contrary to this extreme ideal. So, 100%. You know, like, it's like... I feel you. Your extreme ideal is also crazy, by the way. Thank you. You know? Thank you. Like, be, like, <laughs> be a humanist, you, you know? Thank like, you. Right. I should be able to express these points, and we should be able to have a conversation about it without you getting a sensitive issue for me. Like, that's a sensitive topic. I can't talk about that. And Trigger warning. Tr- <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Trigger is, word. That's I what mean, I was it's fine. We yeah. all do have triggers, and that's okay, yeah. but it's like we'll go into therapy. You know, like that's <laughs> what I pay $70 a week for yeah. so that I oh, don't go no, to like Triggers shows are pissing me off these days. People the trigger. With, everybody's trigger, got a trigger. This is that triggering. Is tr- yeah. Everything's yeah. triggering. And the like, world is a trigger. The problem is if you have problems that you're uh, – I just – I don't know. So so recently, there's there's a movie coming out about uh, eating disorders, which I used to deal with. I'm, and everybody's like, oh, this is going to be triggering. And I'm like, okay. You said eating disorders, right? Eating disorders, yeah. yeah. There's a movie coming out about it. Oh. 
And I'm, I probably won't watch it because it probably will hit too close to home sure. for what I would feel like feeling right now. But people are like, it's going to trigger people to engage in their, their habits, which is true from my times of not being good. It's like, yeah, watching you read other people's memoirs of it to like get ideas. And it's like, but the thing is, oh, wow. other people do need to see that and know it exists. So people need to get over triggers because if you are really sick, you're going to be triggered by anything. That, you, you want to be triggered. When you're in something, you want to be triggered by things. So right. it's like, I'm just so tired of this whole trigger warning. Like, I heard there's a law school that's not teaching classes about rape cases anymore because they might be triggering. And it's like, yeah. oh, what? No, I cannot. No, I know. So this whole trigger thing, like, is this is... Ma- <laughs> maybe, I love you, right? Maybe I'm going to get some backlash. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I just ag- aggressively rolled my eyes. Did I? <laughs> and, and I'm which, just... <laughs> I think I just want you guys to come over and hang out with me. <laughs> we'll do that. I, mean, I don't I, have this discussion, frankly. Really? No. no, I do not because I do not feel safe as a woman, as a lesbian, oh. as a minority. I do not feel safe. I do not feel safe to talk about these things at all. I am deathly afraid. Why? Of really? I'm, who, it's coming out. Who the are one. your friends? I'm deathly afraid. <laughs> You're not hanging do out with I us. Do I have friendly. any? Uh, um, no. no, I'm just kidding. I know no. I do. I have great friends. But it's but here's the thing in yeah. the stand-up community, especially. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You better watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, well look Elisa, at the Eliza Slushing. What did she say? I, I like missed this whole Basically thing. Basically, what she said was she said something about, and this is not quote unquote, but something about. Because I love her. She could walk into the improv and close her eyes, and it doesn't matter what woman's. They, she was saying that they all kind of blend together in her mind, just like how men always talk about penises, women all just talk about vaginas. So she kind of made this blanketed statement, and she said, I'm the only one who has a World War II reference in my set, or something like that. So. She was. She kind of made a hit on women, and and the community lost their minds in Facebook oh. groups. Yeah, I saw people wigging out. It's... They're losing their minds over it, and I'm kind of like, who cares? Yeah. yeah, who care? And like, I'm even going, oh god, people are going to hear this and start throwing stones at me. But like, here is my personal. I'm not even going to say defense, but theory on this. If you are being authentic, if you are acting from your heart of your experience in life, your your vantage point, if that's what you're acting from, if that's what you know and you're doing it out of a good conscience and goodwill and good hearted, if people bash you for that, oh well, that's yeah. not their experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just think it's, yeah, they're very angry with her, which again, I validate people's feelings. I don't ever want to be a person that doesn't validate feelings. Like I said, I'm in there. I validate women who have been hurt by men or hurt by other women. But I mean, instead of just hyper focusing on what she said, just go out and be a better comic. Prove her wrong. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prove her wrong. I want to see more positive action. I want to see more focus with people actually doing things instead of bitching about men and calling people fucking social media. You know, social media is just there. There's backlash and then there's backlash against right. the backlash. Like, yeah, it- trolls basically trolls on the yeah. internet. Yeah. That like that's how they get off on you know just commenting and being a part of this conversation and not adding anything else to it. Right. It's kind of like Yelp, for example. I never look at Yelp. I work in a service industry, jobs sold two days a week, and it, I could care less what people are yelping about me, good or bad. I mean, please always yelp good things about <laughs> I me. I will. Five stars. When I like something, I'll go name. out of my way, even though I don't use yeah, a lot, to give them a good rating just because I'm like, I want this place yeah. to be around. Yeah, but, but like in, in that way, it's like I know that I do a good job. And I know yeah. that, I mean, you know, every now and then there is an instance with someone that is just unhelpable. And we all get to a place where we're having a day and we just can't, we shouldn't be in public, basically. But that sort of energy doesn't really help me at all. I would much rather sit and write something. I'd much rather read a book. I'd much rather come to a podcast. Than to read those comments, engage in this conversation online, this anonymous sort of stone throwing that people get into, 
it just feels exactly like a waste of time. Just create yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. Go pick a flower. Go skip outside. You know, <laughs> go should... like. Yeah, where's no. the directed energy though? Yeah, where's the direct? Yeah. Yeah, it's but, just like, angry. It's, it's angry and it's, it's angry. hateful. Do you know and, what I mean? Really, when you think about what they're saying, it's yeah. not really about change. But it's a byproduct of something else going on in their life that they're yeah. unhappy with. Yeah, and it that's, is. That's really what they're not looking at. I agree with that. 100%. You know. Yeah, it's got to be. And I, I have a lot of straight uh, women friends who get upset about because they have boyfriends huh. that are straight white men. And they're like, I love my boyfriend. And people are bashing my boyfriend. And my boyfriend's sad because he doesn't even know if he can go to the Sarah McLaughlin concert with me without <laughs> some girl beating yeah. him in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is, you know, this is this is a sad time for, for and I'm going to go ahead and say it, this is a sad time for men. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's so. a sad time for everyone. I don't feel everyone. like my, I, I, I don't think he listens. I'm like, I don't feel like my straight white boyfriend, I don't Would listen to Sarah McLaughlin. No, but well, oh. not that. I, I don't feel like he's struggling very yeah. hard. But. I just think that a lot of guys want to help and they don't know yeah. how. Yeah. And I, that to me is sad. Like, I'm not necessarily saying it's sad for them, like they're suffering per se, but they're humans. Yeah. They, and here's the other part is that men weren't asked to be born men. Right. We all come out with our genitalia. But women were. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. They sure were. Yeah, women with their true. pussy hats. Yeah. Hashtag not when my present. When we handed the apple. <laughs> I'm in denial. You guys got the choice. You're not the boss of me. Not you, my president. When you pulled the rib out of me. But Eve. they don't. They didn't have a choice. And then the other thing is what, that we have to remember from another psychological and cultural standpoint is that men are socialized to be the way that they are. They're told not to cry. They're told to buck up. They're told to shut the fuck up. Yeah. They're they're socialized in a certain way. And yes, we all have choices. But we have to remember that there are little boys inside those men who are just grown up humans, mm-hmm. and they need compassion too. Well, it that, can't yeah. just all be. There's that term, man up. Right. Yeah. But right. a lot of times, and I have to be honest, as a man, I have seen women, mm-hmm. women have told me, man up, <laughs> to me. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean that I'm not somehow sexually aggressive enough towards right. you because I'm not interested in you? Right. You know? Or does that mean... I mean, I'd probably just say man up to a woman is a matter of you know expression. What? I was going to say, I would say it to like... I'd say it to anybody. Yeah. To, but, to anybody, but I think that you're... More, but people I, are, do we read so much into gender? The gender. Like, so we read so much into right. these two like sides of things where I'm like, why can't we all be okay existing on like different... Right. <laughs> I'm trying to gesture... The Care Bear land. I, I'm trying the to... Care Bear. But I do but, feel right? like sometimes women, you know, straight women especially, will perpetuate this idea of masculinity and what that is. Yeah. And albeit women are much more compassionate. Yeah. Women are much more compassionate. They see more things and all that. But like sometimes some women can perpetuate that, you know, stereotype in men and and then get confused when... Some of my guy friends are more sensitive than the women I know. See? And the other thing I want to remind women is that we are very, very powerful beings. Very powerful. Very powerful. And when I say when I say this, look at I'm like yeah, I really like it. it I don't drink often, but I'm like this is so good. I'm so happy. We were nervous. Do you see me? I'm like ready for the third. This is amazing. I rarely get people who understand the kind of wine I like, and these people have pulled it off. Oh, thank you. Wine and I lost my thought. And I lost my thought. Thank you. But very it'll much. come back. Um, it'll come back. We Let's should. Take a sip. It was an important. It was an important. We were talking about masculinity. Yes, and women. we're powerful. We're powerful yeah. creatures, oh, and yeah. I there's an institutionalized problem. Men get paid more. The men are da da da. I'm I'm on. I know. I've studied yeah. it. I know it. I get it. I validate it. I still it. very much like being a woman. Yes, and we do and have like power because emotionally, 
We're very powerful. Oh, Energetically, we're, we're very powerful beings. So when women we're designed sta- to create this life victim, inside our this, wombs, <laughs> this victim stance of like we're all just getting bashed and torn down. It's like no, no, no. Take your power back. We have it. Yeah. Things have changed exponentially over the years, and they it will continue. But we have to stay focused on the positive things and not go into ripping other people apart. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. I feel like women do not own their power enough. Thank you. And they are so yes. incredibly strong. Just I think of a story because like, I'm a, I'm a distance runner. So a lot of great distance runners are, are women because they have a, a way to compartmentalize the pain of running yeah. that long wow. and be strong and work through it. And it's why women are really good at running too. Like, wow. and I think about that because a lot of times, you know, men get. <laughs> In their heads. <laughs> in their heads, and they're like, oh, it hurts. Ah. And, but that, which is weird because I think women actually are the stronger of the species. And I mm-hmm. see, I, there are so many women in my life that are so strong and are able to do so many amazing things simultaneously. And it's, I'm in awe of the women in my life, of like what they're able to do and still keep a cool head about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like the, the straight men in my life, are also great as well, and but there's a certain <laughs> lack of understanding of the breadth of what a woman is taking on. Mm-hmm. I don't really, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to discredit, you know, straight men and <laughs> and not no. understanding that. But there's a lack. But I feel like most straight men now really want to know. Like they're like they're they're, 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 they're allies, I mean, a lot of my guy you know? friends they're trying That's, to right. trying to get on board and right. I'm so puff yeah. pinning you a futures female T-shirt. Oh my I God. really can't. I can't. And I thought it was the sweetest thing that he said, is it okay if I wear it? I, know. I wanted to kiss his face, you know, and I'm gay. I don't really want to kiss you. But like, you know, it's just a sweet little thing. Just made me want to cry because it's everything I'm talking about. But yeah. you're right. Women are amazing. Yeah. I mean, I am in awe of so many things that so many women throughout history have done. It's amazing. And they're just brilliant and magical. And I just want to see that part of us shine. And, right. I, and I, I don't want to continually see that these monsters out wanting to ruin people. Yep. It just, it breaks my heart. So on that note, we're going to test you. <laughs> we're okay, going to test ready. you. You listen, you said you listened to you. You knew this you. is coming. I think I know what it is. <gasps> the lightning round. Oh my God. <clears throat> I'm timed? Am I timed? No. No, oh. no you're not timed. Okay. Oh, timers give me anxiety. Okay. okay. No, that being said, we have no. Just, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you 10 points right off the bat. <clears throat> okay. Because you're a woman. Okay. So. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please take that away. Negative I'm, I'm 10. I'm giving him a big middle finger. Um, Negative 10. No, um, to start. I'll so, start with a handicap. So, first question, Ellen. Question uh, number one that I, yes. I have because I can't read your oh. writing over here is what's the difference? This wine happens to be frizzante, which is a style of sparkling. What is the difference between, in Italy, frizzante and spumante? Oh, gosh. Mm, what does it mean? I, do, 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 I don't know. Do, 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 that one I don't know. I. That, that's okay. Most I don't know that one. Uh, frizzante means lightly sparkling, and spumante oh. is fully sparkling. So fully sparkling. Oh. The wine we're drinking right now is frizzante. It's got it's got some bubbles. Yeah, it's, it's nice. A it doesn't feel like it's, it's sitting in my stomach. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's slightly okay. bubbly. It's not it's aggressively nice. bubbly. Uh, spumante would be nice. aggressively. Like, uh, prosecco. Or like champagne is. Yeah. Champagne, yeah, something like well, that. Proseccos can sometimes be frizzante, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've had Prosecco's labeled as Frizzante. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we have like wine knowledge off here. But I feel like a Vino Verde would be yes. Frizzante. That's one yeah. of my favorites. Those yeah, my but favorites. that's yeah. really lightly. Like that barely. Yeah, that's almost I, I thought, like. I think Frizzante, though, is just like 
These are I'm just speaking in terms of the technical in, for Italian wines that are named like apply to their region's rules like that that's what frizzante and spumante means. Yeah. And Italiano. Emilio Romagna. Let's Let's uh, talk about all being open-minded and then we can all get angry at Sean for doing his, like, racist against Italian. <laughs> Me, his name is Mario. I like oh, it. No. I'm so bad with impressions. I love people I, that do them. Uh, Voices, <laughs> accents. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I'm impersonating. I don't know who I'm impersonating. I do Tilda Swinton. That's, uh, yeah. that's my only impression. Still, I like it. Tilda Swinton? Can you do your Tilda Swinton? Tilda okay. Swinton. She's just, uh, doesn't speak much sense <laughs> most of the time. And she nibbles on things like Ondive. <laughs> and she lives in the Louvre. She does live in yes. the Louvre. With the other statues, her family. <laughs> They're all pale, <laughs> cold. <laughs> okay, so moving on, on more trivia. Oh, I hope okay. I know this one. What is another term or name for what they call the tank method in terms of sparkling wine? You guys are killing me. I know. These are really hard. These I, are I, really hard. Really hard. Really hard. I mean, I was, like, I was prepping for what are tannins question. Oh. You know, like yeah, no. I know what a tannin is. These are tough. Is. Um, oh, well, you're going to sink me. Maybe we should ask, do you know what the tank uh, So there's different ways of making sparkly, sparkling wine. There's the champagne method, which is also called the traditional method. And there's also, um, there's also the tank method. The tank method. Uh, which there's two other names for it that we were curious if you knew. But maybe, Sean, do you want to explain what the Please difference do. between the methods? Charmotte. Um, it's like a larger uh, vat that they, that they use for like a secondary fermentation. So that's where they get oh. the bubbles because oh. it's like a secondary sort of vibe. And then... Which one I was... Our, Charmotte, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, traditional method, They when they add the bubbles, they add it in the bottle and the whole thing takes place in the bottle. It's not in a giant tank. So it's very much more individual. And it's a lot more expensive to do because then there's, because they have to add yeast to get the secondary bubbles. So then there's all this, what, the the lees, the remainders of all that, that gunk. They have to like, <laughs> that gunk. No, seriously, <laughs> they have to freeze part of the bottle and then like pop it out. Like it's yeah. a very, to, to get the secondary fermentation all in the bottle, not just in a big tank. Like a lot. It's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. That's I, why champagne's so expensive or cava, but Prosecco is usually tank method. Uh, Lambrusco is usually tank method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's one where you do it in the bottle where like all the sparkling happens. Oh, oh yeah, I'm oh, just rephrasing yeah. it. Yeah, but like, are you mansplaining? I'm mansplaining this <laughs> right now. The gay man is mansplaining. The gay yeah. man is mansplaining. You know what, gay, uh, he can mansplain. Yeah. I can mansplain. I'm allowed to mansplain. He is. Yeah. Mansplain. Not just because you're gay though. Just because okay. you're a guy. Just because I'm a guy. <laughs> It's because you're cute. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get burned at the at the stick. Oh later my god, you're sounding. Um, no, well, like you know, like doing it in the tank or doing it in the bottle, basically. So, like, like traditional method is done in the bottle, and they freeze it exactly what she said, and it, it, they and, like, disgorge it. They, they disgorge. like basically like it all. They they do this thing called riddling, where they slowly turn the bottles upside down, and all the gunk goes to the top and they freeze just the top just the top and just like release the i know they release the pressure just enough to let this like cork of gunk shoot out of the bottle and then they put the cork back in this is so gross i know it's, champagne's disgusting you know, it's so they never want to drink it but yeah. but the tank method they throw all the yeast in a big tank it all happens in there and then they just filter it out and they do it and then they bottle it and then they do and then this leads into the last question when you do tank oh, method oh yeah yeah um this what is, is dosage <laughs> when you do <laughs> well <laughs> guess i get an f for i won't the ask you about liqueur de tirage then uh dosage so basically after they after wines are put in the, after they've strained out the 
yeast from the second fermentation. They Ugh. add they add a little bit. <laughs> the wine can yeah. sometimes be excessively manly, stereotypically, and dry and bitter, and so they add just a, a teensy bit of uh, the must, which is the grape juice you make wine out of, and a little bit of sugar just to sweeten the deal. If they don't add that, it's called a wine sauvage mm-hmm. or brut nature, like... Sexy names for champagne. Yeah, so basically they add a little bit of like of grape juice, non-fermented, and they add a little bit of sugar. And that's dosage. And then they like so they like they dose it because it means like a dose. Basically, they like drop a little bit in there and then they dose it up for that sweet, sweet. Uh, they, they sugar. Yeah, I'm thinking dose. I'm thinking, is it an acid mm-hmm. blot or it's no, for the sugar? No, they're thinking more like a shoot, shoot it. I sugared it, sugared it up, shoot it up. Yeah, so that's so that's dosaging. We decided to get like really very deep with. We got really. You deep. probably heard. Really I was ready to it. talk about the differences between, you know, Pinot Noir. Tell us about a tannin. Tannins. All I know the. the te- I don't know about technicalities about tannins, but I do know that when something is very tannin, like a um, a Malbec, is very has strong tannins, right? Yeah, can have very strong tannins. Can have yeah. very strong tannins. Yeah. It's like it's just a very strong taste. It's like it's not smooth. It's How do I describe dry. a tannin? It's very dry. It dries sharp. your gums out. Sharp, like yeah. sharp, it's kind of sharp. It feels like for me the best oh. way to describe it is like if you leave a tea in um, if you have a tea bag in tea for the yeah they have a shit oh, it's like it's tea. like a fuzzy what mouth feel what is it feel. exactly though it's like what a is, fuzzy mouth feel but it's what is a tannin? some kind of chemical compound that's in wines that comes from the skins uh, tannins are in the skins and the stem so that's why white wines don't have them because white wines they usually crush them and strain them away from the skin really fast oh. and you can also derive tannins from oak too this is true oak tannins. Another reason why white wine doesn't often have as much oak as yeah. yeah. So yeah, oak tannins too. It has to do with like a structure. It gives wine a structure, so mm. it helps it age. Um, that's what tannins are really like also good for too. But if you take a sip of wine, it kind of dries your mouth out. It feels a little. I always said it's like if you ever had. I always had a pet cat, and when they lick you, that like weird prickly feeling mm. from their tongue. That's what. I, yeah. That's what I always think of for tannins but in my mouth not that my cat was looking my mouth that much (laughs) (laughs) and then and then the final question this is yeah oh god right um just what's bringing you some joy in your life right now some happiness oh well this podcast definitely brought me joy because i felt like i was able to um talk about things that i talk about on stage but i don't really get to talk about often Mm -hmm. so i appreciate you guys Other big shout out to my girlfriend because she's awesome. Shout out, Yay, girlfriend. Shout out. Yeah, shout out, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. She's really... hey, girlfriend. The future is female. The future is female. The future is female. Yeah. Cheers to that. She's, she's, a, she's a saint, you know, for putting up with me. Uh, but, um, and also, of course, performing. Yeah. And, and, you know, podcasts and performing. It's just, it's, it is vital. It's like a, a lifeline for me. So always have to give the arts a shout out. Give it out. Well, yes. thank you again for doing this. Thank yes, you guys thank so you. much for so having me. Yeah. I, I feel like we have to start giving our guests more t- I always feel like we I know, get we to have, the end and we're we like, have, we have so we much. We have more to talk about. I know. Talk more. We'll talk have to make more. another date. Talk more. We'll just get the bottle and bring it to one of our houses next time. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Get our own mics. But then we wouldn't have a zig. <laughs> Oh, it's true. And he's so here. cute. He's so cute. Yeah, he is. No, being uh, quiet. We're going to like uh, audience listening to this. Like, we're we're gonna like maybe in another month or so, like have a podcast party, probably. Yeah. Just Whoa, to, like, podcast in, party. In, invite all our guests and like get everyone together. Because whenever these things end, we're like, oh, we need to bring people together. More. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll let you know. Thanks again for doing. Thank this. you guys so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Last. Last. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I cut Sean off. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm handwriting you a thank you note, just like my mom told me to do, and I'm mailing it to you individually. I'm just uh, signing my name. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ellen's just jumping on my card, so that's cool. That's fine. This card's from both of us. Yeah. But just know that I put the work in. You did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll let him. <laughs> Makes me sound like a real dick. Oh, um, but no. you are. I, but I am. You guys, truth He's be not. told, Actually, Sean's the everyone, best. I'm a dick. He's truth, the best. The truth is out. I'm Sean's re- the best. Sean is the best, and because he's the best, you should you should get on the iTunes and subscribe. I'm also and- holding a gun to her head while I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Single dude. It's a knife. Oh man. It's just a knife. Who doesn't it's carry only a knife? A knife. I'm a goth. I'm into knives. See, see, I'm she's into, into the violence. <laughs> oh, God. I'm into the violence. She's so, into the violence. Uh, and if you are too, you can. You can follow us on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can leave us little messages. You can find us on. Instagram as the wine situation, all this wine with an H. You can send us death threats. No, don't do that. <laughs> what? Did you just invite death threats? No. Uh, I, I didn't invite Ellen. I just said it's possible. Dude. We, have a, <laughs> we have a Gmail. Please don't threaten to kill us. Please don't. If we've said anything that makes you want to kill us, just go to our Seek Facebook page. Right. <laughs> First, seek medical help. But then go to our Facebook page. And then go to the Instagram. Then go to the Twitter. Then go to the straight. YouTube. And now I sound like my dad. The <laughs> internet. The Google. The MySpace. We also have a the Gmail, the wine situation at Gmail if you want to send us messages, like personally, that you don't want other people reading. Although if you give us a death threat, we will. I have... My my brother's an attorney, and we have like friends and cease and desist. Yeah, we have friends in the FBI who will find you and cut you down before you can kill us. Yeah, we actually do. I know a lot of people in the FBI. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> the the people you meet when you work at a bar. Oh, man, people in the FBI and like federal prosecutors. They need a lot of alcohol. They do. Yeah. Um. Thank you to Catherine Powell. <laughs> Thank you to Catherine Powell for writing our theme music with uh, with the vocals. I don't know if we shout it out every time, but, you know, Christine Little, Catherine Powell, Susan, Susan, Susan Song, song. Uh, for doing the vocals on all that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And their video's out. It's on our Facebook page. We yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we have a link to that on, like, all our socials. We put a link to that. Socials. Our socials. Yes, our social sites. You guys, we should have an ice cream socials. We're going to have a wine social. Yeah. Um, if anyone ever, like, reaches out to us. <laughs> Oh, God. Actually, in a a month or so, we're going to have a contest that uh, whoever leaves, like, our most favorite review on iTunes that we'll take out for a drink at Covell or send a bottle of wine. We're going to have that contest. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. So if you guys want to, like, get on the page. You should. And interact with it, you're going to get free wine. Basically. And you're going to get to, like. Hang out with us. Hang out with us. Now, anyone that would probably do that probably already does those things. Possibly. We're going to pay the We tab. do have, like, a waiting list of, of comedy people who would like to hang out with us and have us curate their wines, so. That is true. That's kind of true. You guys, there's a long list of guests. A long list of guests. <laughs> and it's mostly... <laughs> and you could be at the top. And you could be at the top. <laughs> if you join the conversation online. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> and I'm Lady from, uh... I don't even know if that's the right... Interview with a Vampire? Yes. Ugh. Ellen, get, I get it. You're I'm a god. I'm Kristen Dunst. Ugh, I get it. You're Kristen I'm Dunst. I'm undead, and I will suck your blood if you don't write a review. Oh, shit. Oh, that's four minutes. This is way too long. I'm going to edit this. I can't even turn Good this night. off. Okay. Good night. Good night. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with I just drink